all participants will be practicing the social distancing and are communicating from their homes. Please be advised because of this, you may hear background sounds and noises from the respective families. However, we endeavor to bring you quality audio programming. Thank you. God bless. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Engage 2.0. Welcome back to Engage 2.0. I am your host, Brother Edie, and joining me for this discussion today are Brothers Carlin, Brother Isaac, Brother Hepburn, and Sister Monica. And if you are just joining us, we are in our serious short word of prophecy, and we'll be talking about unbelief refuted. This is going to be a part two as we look at the 70 weeks, and this is episode number nine. So before we go any further, we're going to ask Sister Monica to lead us into a word of prayer. Sister Monica. Heavenly Father, we thank you for such a beautiful day. We thank you for a beautiful week thus far. Dear Lord, we thank you for the Sabbath that has passed. Dear Lord, we ask that as we go into a new week, we ask that you would provide all things that we need, dear Lord. Dear Lord, help us to go closer to you, dear Lord. The Lord, we ask that as the word be spoken, may it be spoken with clarity, may it be spoken with your power of changing hearts and minds and souls, the Lord, and bringing souls towards you, the Lord, that they may know that you are the true and living God. Dear God, I ask that you would be with them in their families and their their single lives and their their homes and their jobs and in their lives, the Lord, that your Holy Spirit do its job, the God, and may you touch our lips, touch our, our our minds and our hearts. May you place it in the right place and may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So if you are joining us indeed for the first time, you can go to our YouTube channel and type in the search engine heart to heart 242 there you'll find all of our past content you can bring yourself up to speed as we are doing these programs also you may want to subscribe and click on the bell icon so you don't miss any more of our future uploads also you can find us on the Twitter Facebook and on your favorite podcast channel or station we are on Anchor. And if you want to email us, you can do so at hearttoheartministries242 at gmail.com. We will be delighted to hear from you. And so, without further ado, we're going to continue on where we left off in our last episode. And we're going to go to question number five. What asks, what date is established for the decree to rebuild Jerusalem. There were three decrees which gave permission for the Hebrew exiles to return home. The decree of Cyrus in 537 BC had to do with the rebuilding the temple, restoration of the sacred vessels and the temple worship. According to Ezra 1, 1 through 4. The decree of Darius in 
519 BC was a renewal of the first decree since there had been some hindrance of the work, according to Ezra 6, 7 through 12. Finally, the decree of Artaxerxes in 457 BC, in addition to promoting the re-establishing of the worship in Jerusalem, made possible the setting up of a Hebrew state and a local government, according to Ezra chapter 7 verse 26. In Ezra chapter 6 verse 14, these three decrees are referred to as the commandment of the God of Israel. The first seven weeks or 49 years, according to Daniel 9.25, was to see to the rebuilding of the wall. The city was to begin to take shape by 408 BC. And I think I ended um, on our last um, podcast talking about the fact that the rebuilding of the temple and the restructuring of the Jewish economy, everything had to been in play because um, you have uh, Jesus who would appear on the scene so everything had to be on time and ready for him to come and to fulfill those things that was written off beforehand which it just tells us that the God that we serve is a God of order let's go to our next question question number six what is the significance of the statement unto the Messiah the Prince. The Messiah was to appear at the end of the 69 weeks or 483 years, beginning with the autumn of 457 BC and extending to AD 1 would be 457 full years. But the prophecy said there would be 483 years to the Messiah. So 26 more years would extend this period to the autumn of AD 27. Messiah means the Christ or the anointed one. Anciently, priests and kings were anointed when they began their work. Note the following facts. A. Christ was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. And then you need to read these interrogates so persons can see um, for themselves these accounts. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. I, uh, can you say something while you get ready to read that text? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, you talked about the Messiah, the Prince, and we know that the Messiah means, means the Anointed One. Also, the Anointed One, that means one of the rightful dominion over, the, over this world. And mm-hmm. when you think about that, you think about Acts chapter 5, verse 31. Acts chapter 5, verse 31 says, Him that hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this the anointed one is also the Messiah, the savior, and the rightful ruler of the earth. So the, the anointed one, who is the prince, is the rightful heir of this earth, who is anointed to be our savior. And this mm-hmm. is what Acts says further. They say, For to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. The prince, the, the anointed one, is coming there to give what? To forgive us of our sins and also to what? To help us to give repentance. Right. Another one said in Isaiah 49, verse 7 said, Thus said the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, the anointed one, who's going to redeem the prince, the Lord, the God, 
the one who's come to redeem and his holy one, him whom man despised, to him whom the nation abhorred, to the servants of the rulers, king shall see and arise. Prince also shall worship because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. The Messiah, the Prince, is coming to redeem us, to take us away from sin, the Anointed One, who God has appointed, the ruler, the rightful ruler of this earth, is coming to take us from our sins and redeem us unto his righteousness. You know, um, it's even, um, Jesus even stated those words very plainly in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Uh, here's what it says. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. I mean, you, you, you can't even get it more than that. And verse 19 ends to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And, and it stated that, that this, now this happened on the Sabbath as he stood up and read this passage. And it says in verse 20, And he closed the book, or the scrolls, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue fastened upon him. So, and it just, it just tells us that Jesus knew that everything that he was doing was based on a time prophecy. In fact, here's what it states in verse 21, Luke chapter 4. And he began to say unto them, says, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So he's telling them that the things that are written, he is fulfilling. And they were now to take note and prepare themselves, as John the Baptist says, to take the sins from his people, to cast them upon him, because he would be the Lamb of God that comes to do a particular work in this in the ministry that he came to do. Mr. Edie, we have a challenge here, and the challenge is that today we still see that some the people that claim to be the Jewish nation today is still looking for this Messiah. But and if we are correct and what we are saying today that the Messiah himself that he is that Messiah that was to come after the 70 days or the 70 week prophecy has ended, then why are the Jewish nations still looking for this Messiah? Is this prophecy already fulfilled in the past or is it supposed to be future? Well, if you look at um, Isaiah 42 verse 7, um, it talked about, um, well, let's read it. It says, to open, uh, in fact, let me read, let me read from verse 6 and then I'm going to go down. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, to open the, bl the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and, I, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. And so it, it teaches us that these things Jesus was doing in their presence. I mean, I mean, Jesus said, if you don't believe my words, believe the very works that I do. 
and 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 the thing is is that they attribute let 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 me let's <laughs> this is deep um before i read that let me let me go to isaiah 61 verse 1 and i'm gonna piggyback on what i just read in isaiah chapter 42 verse 7 the spirit of the spirit of the lord god is upon me because the lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound so we have the same thing right we have the same thing occurring uh, verse 2 says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn I remember that Jesus talked about um, um, in Luke chapter 4 but we just read he talked about uh, know that today this has been spoken to you in your ears so he is telling them that the acceptable year of the Lord is at hand this is this is that this is that um, prophecy that he was talking about here to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness notice what they should be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified so it tells us of the nature of the coming of God we're not talking about that they may be liberated from a Roman oppression they're talking about a spiritual state and if when we look at the, the things that Jesus said he came to do or, or Isaiah said that the Messiah would do or the one anointed would do it's not just talking about physically um, um, taking someone out of prison or or, or those who are physically brokenhearted with, 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 with um, personal problems but we're talking about spiritually and the reason why I think we can like, like the, the Israelites the Jews at the time of Christ missed this is because that their minds were somewhere else as they studied the scrolls the prophecies relating to this coming Messiah how is it that they can tell Herod exactly where the child should be born because we know Herod was upset that you know he wants to be king and the Magi's came because they saw the star and they came inquiring because the Magi's they studied you understand? that was what they do they studied these things and then Herod made a decree to kill all the babies two-year-old and under all the boys right because he knew around that time frame that that child should be around that age how come they knew so much to tell him that but did not knew that this Jesus Christ whom they should have expected it's like they weren't prepared and the only thing that tells me that is that something in their theology was a little jacked up something went off course so they took their eyes like Peter who was told by Jesus to walk upon the waters they, he took his eyes off and he started to sink and I believe they had a similar situation where they took their eyes of what they should have been waiting and expecting and cast it somewhere else. I wanted to say, but I couldn't say, I mean, I agree with you, I don't disagree. But could it also be that their lifestyle or what they were involved in was also clouded in their judgment? Because this is the type of life. Whenever we are not, we might know that everything is true. But because what we are involved in, we tend to shy away or walk away from it. 
And, it's, and Jesus himself made it clear, he, and so many voices, and so many times, even in Matthew chapter 20, verse 5 says, But Jesus Christ, Jesus called them unto him, and said, He know that the prince of the Jews, Gentiles, exercise dominion over them, and mm. they that are great exercise authority upon them. Mm. But in Revelation chapter 1, 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto them, and to them that loved us and washed us from our sins. So Jesus made it very clear what he came to do. He came to save us from our sins. He came to withdraw, um, to bring us back to him. And then remember, God said, one Peter, one of the last, how many times should I forgive my brother? Jesus made it even clear. I give him 70 times, 70. That was the 490 days. He, he predicted right. the answer the prophecy right then and there. Right. But there, there are, we as people, have a tendency to have something in our face and we missed it and you know one of the reasons why because we don't have the connection with our lord and savior and once we break that connection we automatically miss the mark i want to agree with you with that um based on matthew chapter 3 and um verse 6 through 7 it says and we're about to okay let me let me go from five so it can make a little bit of sense there Okay, well, uh, actually, we start from verse 4. And the same John, and the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Notice, notice the activity. They weren't having a, uh, you know, they weren't having a swim out, you know, and, and um, they weren't just having a, a, a beach party. There was something going on. There was information being relayed that pricked hearts to confess their sins, right? Verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Now that wrath there. Um, you could go into um, Revelation chapter 14, 6 to 12, where it will et, um, talk about the wrath of God being poured out with a mixture into his cupboard uh, with indignation, right? He's telling them, who warned you? Why is that? Because, as you said, that well, John would have known them anyway, being able to be around them and live amongst them. When he came into the city, he knows that there's something amiss in their character. And so he's asking them, who is pricking you to be here? Is it the Holy Spirit or another spirit? And it just so happens that as you stated that, you find at the end of Jesus' ministry, coming to um, as the, the sacrificial lamb, he now pronounced woe upon several cities because their characters aren't changing. And he stated that had the had other nations like Sodom had the same light and privileges they would have repented in sacrament and ashes and we find that this the sim this contrast that they were showing that your spirit and the spirit in which you should be relaying as you you call yourself the people the um, God's people you say you're children of Abraham and Jesus himself had to tell them listen you don't have the spirit like Abraham displayed when he was being obedient to me. And it just tells us that this is exactly 
would have been the case. Their lifestyle and, and you know, two to one, when you are living a holy life, when you have characteristics that are shady and not wanting to do as you do, you become a problem. <laughs> you understand? You become a problem. And they don't want to be around you. They don't want to associate with you because of their very lifestyle. So I could agree with you 100%. Not only that, right, can, were, can I interject? Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I, I wanted to, to, there was something I was um, uh, really taking thought of. Um, but Carlin, you asked, what would be the reason why the Pharisees or, or the Jews did not believe that this is the Messiah that was prophesied in Daniel, that who was to come, right? Was that your question you asked, right? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, I was really in deep thought just thinking about it. And as, as a deep thought, you know, uh, going through the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew explains uh, something that is very, very crucial that we take note of. Um, I want to go to it in Matthew chapter 27. And, oh, Matthew 27. Right? And this is right after Jesus was crucified, right? I want, to watch, I want you to see the conversation that is taking place here. Now, we know that Jesus told the Pharisees um, that, uh, well, for one, I think it's in Matthew 16, they were seeking a sign, you know, show us a sign that you are the Son of God, or show us, you say, uh, are you really, truly the Messiah? You know, and Jesus mentioned to them that, you know, a, a wicked and perverse generation seek it after a sign. And the only sign they would be giving them is, is the sign of Jonah. Right? Who was three days in the belly of the whale. Now, I want you to look at this. What's taking place after Jesus died? Look at Matthew 27. I'm going to read from verse 62. It says, Now the next day that followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, So we remember that that deceiver, right? They're calling Jesus a deceiver, said, While he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. And so Pilate said unto them, Well, ye have a watch, go your way, make it, make it ashore as ye can. So they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. What's so What's so uh, uh, hypocritical here with these Pharisees is that they're approaching Pilate day to secure Jesus inside of a sepulchre, a dead body, because they assume that his disciples will come and steal the body. But Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch. Go your way. Make it as sure as ye can. So they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. So now Pilate has told them, here on the Sabbath day, these Pharisees came to told Pilate that the disciples will come and steal the body. Mm. Because they said that, he said that he would resurrect on the third day. Now, Jesus gave them a sign. At least Jesus told them that the only sign they will receive is the sign of Jonas, three days in the belly of the whale. Mm. Now, when, when we go to Matthew chapter 28, here is an indication now that Jesus is now resurrected. Now, listen to what these Pharisees, 
listen to what the leaders are going to do. Uh, and if you can remember, um, G, um, uh, Pilate told them to put some watch at the sepulchre, right? Mm. So there were some soldiers who were watching the sepulchre over those three days that Jesus was there uh, in, the, in the tomb. And after Jesus resurrected, look at the report of these soldiers when they came to the Pharisees. Matthew 28, and looking at verse 11. I'm going to go read on. It says, Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole them away while we slept. Mm. And if this one, this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Mm. You know what just now happened? When Jesus resurrected, the angel Gabriel came down and you know there was a there was an earthquake. And when those soldiers saw that angel, they were so frightened. The Bible says that they drop as dead men. Mm. They knew that the Savior was going to be resurrected. Because that's what the Pharisees told them told Pilate. They now report to the Pharisees and told them what they saw. So you hear what the Pharisees them say? They now pay them money to lie and said that the disciples came and and teeth the body. And so this is the report that is known among the Jews until this day. This is what the book of Matthew um, is hiding. You know, from Jesus resurrected, it only, the Jews them only understand that the disciples stole the body. You know, it, you, it, that's all they knew. It is so, and, and you know, to collaborate with what Brother Colin said earlier, it, it, it teaches you about the character because even when Jesus did the miracles when he said if you don't believe my words believe my works and they attributed his his miracles unto Beelzebub and Jesus asked him well if I cast out the devils by the prince of devils then who pray tell me tell me please who name you was used to cast them out you understand it just teaches me that when you go so far as to call the work of God satanic your mind is so warped that you're calling good evil and evil good. And even in your character, yeah. it shows that you who's supposed to be, you, who, you've you been chasing Jesus. You know, plucking the disciples, plucking the ears of uh, uh, the corn off and, and, you know, and eating them because they were hungry. As Jesus told you, that's what they were. They were hungry. And you saying healing on Sabbath was wrong, but you going into a governor's office on the Sabbath, if you read Luke's uh, 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 and John's gospel, along with Mark's gospel, you find, like it would just link all the puzzle together. You going into the governor's office on the Sabbath to, to, to hire the state to do a work that you know you shouldn't be doing, because you tried to get Jesus down off the cross. Remember, you, you tried to get all the bodies off the cross because the Sabbath was coming. But yet, you breaking the Sabbath? It just shows that you're professing something with your mouth, as Jesus said. But your heart is so far. It's easy to make a profession yeah. of I, faith. But your actions say opposite. And, and all of these reasons could be very well why they weren't prepared for Jesus. And not just any governor's office. This is, this is the governor of Rome 
who they dislike. You know, a Gentile. Mm -hmm. they, they wouldn't even step foot. Mm -hmm. But here, they could come and step foot inside of a Gentile's office, who they consider to be unclean, mm -hmm. who they consider to be dogs. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. It just tells you. And, and they could think of a plan like this and lie and say that Jesus is not resurrected. Wow. This is what happened when How could you go so far? Heart. This is when sin take over. This is mm -hmm. when you reject God, that you go this length to go on the enemy's side to fight against God. Wow. And we, it, it, this, is, this is what's happening. You're going against the, on the enemy's side. You know what is right, but you're going on the enemy's side. They know it's so, so hurtful about this. For years and years before this, the children of Israel have been bringing a lamb to the altar to be a sacrifice. Mm. John himself shouted out in, in John chapter 1, it says, and look upon Jesus as he walked, and he said, Behold the lamb of God. This is the lamb that represents that they've been killing and offering for sacrifice for many years. Mm -hmm. And he has come before them and John to identify who it was. Mm -hmm. And they rejected. You think it stopped there? God and when John finished baptizing Jesus to, to remember the Holy Ghost come on to on him like as a dove. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Right. And God yeah, himself yeah. spoke. You see yourself by these people with? And God himself spoke and said, What? Behold the Lamb of God. I did, I, this was supposed to be this what? Jesus anointing. This is the sixth end of the sixty nine weeks, eh? Right. This is yeah. a week coming on, the one week one. So now the anointing is happening what eighty twenty seven. The anointing is now happening and Jesus Christ um, God himself spoke and say, I approve of this 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 um, baptism mm -hmm. in short mm -hmm. order. You will go back again. You talk about um, the when Jesus was crucified. You remember what happened on the on the cross? That's right. Remember God spoke again? Mm -hmm. Approving mm -hmm. the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. yep. And yet, they reject him. Why? Because what? They have other things in their heart. They covered God's position. That's yeah. what it is, you know. You know they covered God's position. That's what I agree with you there, Brother Colin, because what Judas did uh, in his life shows what the nation did as a whole. You understand? What, what, yeah. what, what they did and what Judas did is one and the same, but Judas was more personal. But when you look at Israel, it became a, um, um, a state um, issue. You know, because they all agreed, um, let his blood be upon us and our children. You understand? It, it, when you put that type of curse on you, we could understand why 70 AD was so um, um, dramatic in the, in, in the case of the Jews and the nation of, of Jerusalem uh, in 70 AD. I want to go back to what you just stated just now. Um, talked about God approving as um, we are just on A, mind you, on question number six. As it, as it, um, let me read it again. It says, Christ was anointed by the Holy Spirit. I want to go to two texts. I want to go to Acts chapter 10.38. And it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, remember we talked about in Isaiah, we talked about relieving um, um, the brokenhearted and set up captive, uh, set up liberty those that were captive. We're talking about not just physically, but spiritually. And we find that this is the case because it says all who were oppressed of the devil. And this is what Jesus came to do, to set men free from the bondage of Satan. I want to go now to Psalms 45 verse 7. And it says, Thou lovest righteousness and hated and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. 
So now Jesus here now is magnified above his fellows. And he has been given the approval like you just stated, Brother Colin, as the, the brightness of the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus as an appearance of a dove. That's how bright the light was. It was so pure that it was likened to a very pure, clean bird. And, and, and it rested upon Jesus as an approval. And, and it says that right after that in John's Gospel, the Holy Spirit leaded Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And so we find that this is the anointed one. This is the Messiah that, was, that came to do something for right for on behalf of mankind i want to go now to point b the holy spirit descended on jesus at his baptism when he began his life work and we could read uh, matthew chapter 3 verse 16 as we already went into that we're going to go now to point c jesus was called the messiah by his close followers let's look at um john chapter 1 verse 41 john chapter 1 verse 41 and it says, He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is, being interpreted, the Christ. And we know that's also um, the, the Greek for the um, anointed one, right? So we understand that this here, they understood that this is the Messiah, this is the Christ, the one who was anointed, the one who was baptized, right? So that makes it clear that they're talking about Jesus. So are we talking about someone that's to come in the future? Because if that's the case, then the disciples would not have said, We have found the Messiah. And if they were wrong, then we need to burn the Bible. Correct? If I agree. If if if, if Peter, James, John, and Andrew, if they if they were not speaking of Jesus Christ, when they said, We have found the Messiah, the anointed one. In 27 AD, baptized by John himself in the in the in the Jordan River. If that was a lie, then we need to throw away this Bible because the testimony that lies in the four gospels, the synoptic gospels, then they are liars. That's the only thing we can say because you can't say we pointed to someone in the future where where here we find an account that they're talking about Jesus Christ in their present. Yeah. Let's go to point point D. Christ testified publicly to his own anointing. We read that in Luke's Gospel already in chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. E, when Christ said, following his baptism, the time is fulfilled, he announced the close of the 69th week, as you mentioned, Brother Colin, and thus appealed to Daniel chapter 9 as proof of his messiahship. Let's read that in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Now, that is referring to um, where he was to tell them, read, as it were, the book of Daniel. And, and, and for those who makes the argument that they're New Testament Christian, we find that Jesus here is referring to the Old Testament scriptures, the Old Testament. So if we if we say we don't read the book of that um if we if we if we don't read the Old Testament, then how can we relate to when Jesus said this? Uh, Mark chapter thirteen verse fourteen says, "But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet." So here he's kind of going right back to the Old Testament. Uh, Matthew twenty four fifteen says, "When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation 
spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. So we see again another account of him talking about going into the Old Testament scripture. And we know that Luke chapter 24, Jesus with the two men to Emmaus talked talk to them, broke down the scriptures, everything that was in the Old Testament. And so we find that we need the Old Testament. We can't do away with it. They, the Old Testament is the, is, the, is the prophecies of the Messiah and, and, and what Jesus would do. The New Testament talks about what the Messiah had done and the, and the testimony of those who witness it. And so you have the, the, the testimony and you have the law pointing to what Christ would do. And so you can't do one without the other. You need both. The 490 year period was in many ways the great climax of the Old Testament ages, the time that patriots, prophets, and kings looked forward to as it was consummated by the appearing ministry and atoning death of the Messiah. The Jewish nation unfortunately filled up its cup of transgression, and it was the Messiah's life and death which had has made possible an end of sins, which has made reconciliation for iniquity, and which has brought and brought in everlasting righteousness. His ministry has confirmed the prophecy, but more than this, we but more but more than this was accomplished. The atoning of the most holy refers to the inauguration of the Messiah as man's high priest in the heavenly sanctuary to minister his merit on behalf of penitent men and women. Read Hebrews 8 verse 1 and 2, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 24. Within this prophecy, there is a shift to lift our attention to the heavenly sanctuary it had been foretold in Psalms 110 verse 4, Isaiah 53 verse 12, and Zechariah 6, 11 through 14, that Christ would be a priest. Here in the book of Daniel, we are pointed to the sanctuary in which he would serve. This is confirmed and elaborated on in the book of Hebrews. So let's go to our final question. Uh, for today Number seven How was the prediction fulfilled that the Messiah would be cut off in the midst of the week? So let's look at that uh, Let us um, find out how was it that the Messiah was cut off in the midst of the week and which week are we talking about here? Uh, the last week of uh, the 70 week prophecy Okay, now we know that the seventy weeks starts with the three decrees. That was first is by um, so chapter five, which three, if I remember, where the first decree was given by Cyrus. But we know that the last decree was given to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. And this decree is when the host of the God and the walls around Jerusalem was finished, and that was decree from the four hundred and ninety days or the seventy weeks, which leads up to um eighty, chapter um eighty um. 27, which is we just spoke about with the anointing of Jesus Christ when he was baptized. And this baptized was signature by the Lord himself, and this is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. We know that when this happened, this is the sacrifice, and this Jesus was the sacrifice or the lamb that we mentioned earlier when John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. Then, 8031, 
is the time when Jesus Christ will be crucified on the cross. And we know this by, by Scripture that Jesus Christ was crucified and killed, and we also know that it was sanctified by Jesus himself again. And he said, this is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. We know at this uh, the midst of this week or this week, um, that's when the, Jesus himself will be cut off and go up to his Father in heaven. Now, at the end of this week, we know that the Jewish nation will be cut off. But this is Sigmund's bread. Sigmund's children sealed with stone. And that will be eighty thirty-four. When Stephen was stone and the Jesus was the, the Jewish nation will be cut off. We also know that was the end of the sacrifice and obligations, and this is when it happened. When that happened, that inside the temple is said in history that then the, the curtain in the middle on the holy place and the most holy place was cut in two. So we see that this that's what's happened in the middle of this week. We know that one Jesus was anointed. That's when um, after the train uh, sixty nine. Yes, on um, 69 days, prophecy on 69 weeks. You know that the Jesus, um, the anointing started then, and then we know that it's 82, we signify that, and we mark that as 8027. Then we know that Jesus was killed in 8031. And that would be the midst of that week, which would be a tree and a half. Then we got another tree and a half, which where the Jewish nation itself could be cut off from the, from the, will no longer be a nation, Jesus, um, Representative or the nation of God, but now every individual will be it go to um, the gospel will be um, go to the Gentiles, and that'll be eighty thirty four. We signify that with Stephen's death. So that, that so that tells us then that everything that happened with in Christ's ministry happened right on time. He was um, born on time. He was baptized. He was baptized on nineteen on time twenty seven eighteen. He was crucified right on time. 31 AD and then you find um, on in 30 34 AD Stephen was stoned which ended the probation for the Jews as a nation that would have been the four right. that would have been the 490 uh, in total and so and of course you know you count up so but if you're counting down you that if you um, take um, the four 57 and the 34 AD you get 491 but of course there's no year zero so you always count up so in this case you count down and you will get the 490 so you find that the the, the full time frame that Jesus gave the, the Jews as a nation to repent and turn from his wickedness was up but as individuals they could still cling to the message that uh, of Jesus and his righteousness and the the cleansing of the soul from sin which we know according to scripture many of them did so um, it says for three and a half years Christ carried on his public ministry then he was cut off but not for himself in the midst of the 70th week that he caused the sacrifice and the oblation to cease and was evidenced by the supernatural rending of the temple veil according to Matthew 27 51 as you mentioned brother Colin and it should be observed that it did confirm the covenant with many for one week or seven years as had been predicted he did this for three and a half years during his public ministry and for three and a half years after his crucifixion by the original apostles according to Hebrews 2 3 
making a total of seven years. And one of the things I just want to, I mean, we could touch on it more as we go into our final two questions as relate to the Jews as a nation. But um, when the temple veil was rent and the, the Ark of the, uh, well, the most holy place, the way into the most holy was exposed. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but um, we know that significant something significant happened in there that exposed um, the the order of the high priest in those days but like i said i i as much as i want to mention it i think i'm going to hold it god's will for next week if god's will but uh, we're going to conclude here and we're going to pick up on our next final two questions in this particular topic um we're going to have a word of prayer by brother hepburn and sister monica we're going to be led out by your beautiful self that's great Heavenly Father, we are grateful, Lord, for this blessing, Lord, to study your word. It is such, it is so exciting, now, Lord, to know that you are willing to share your truth. You've told us, O oh God, in James 1 5, that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all. A man liberally and a written not, and shall be given him. And so, dear Father, we have, we have received your wisdom, we have received your understanding that the prophecy of Daniel chapter 9 shows Jesus in every particular way possible. He is all through those time prophecies, Lord. It was him that have directed the people of God, and it was him, their father, that have been slain on the cross for us in the midst of the week. Opening up the sanctuary for all humanity, as Jesus has told the lady uh, in John 4, that those who worship me shall worship me in spirit and in truth. And so you bid everyone to come, Lord. We are grateful, Lord, that our hearers were here. They have received the blessing. And I'm sure, that, Lord, that they will go into your word and search those things, whether they are so, as good Bereans. Bless us continue, our Father, as we depart. For this is our prayer, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, come, holy faithful, joyful and
tuning in and joining us and making us a part of your day if you want to contact us for any which reason you can do so at heart to heart ministries 242 at gmail.com we will look forward to hearing from you also if you want to follow us on youtube you can type into the search engine heart to heart 242 there you'll find all of our past content bring yourself up to speed don't forget to subscribe hit the bell icon so you don't miss any more of our lessons also we would like you to share it if you believe it also, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and you can also follow us on your favorite podcast stations. We are on Anchor. So, for myself, Dr. Edie, and for my panelists, until next time, we say Maranatha.